Oh, Hickey. Yo, TD. Yo, what up? Trevor Denton. You're in the PH. house. You're, on the, you're straight up in the podcast, baby. I'm stoked. I'm What's stoked going on? Dude, life is good. You know, just the family's good. Nice. Um, yeah. The business is good. I mean, no complaints. Business is booming. <laughs> business is booming. Learn it, learned a bunch of new skills. Met a bunch of That's cool awesome. new people. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, really excited to kind of follow you around on social media and see what you and Megan have been up to. And, uh, oh, yeah. Phoenix, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, he's uh, going to be two. In, uh, in a couple months, so it's uh, it's crazy. He's like growing so fast; it's ridiculous. That's awesome. You having fun? I love it. I love being <laughs> a dad. It's it's the best, as you would know. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it is. You're such a good dude. I'm so happy for you that like dude, you got thank family. You. you as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. Trying, you know. So, yeah, thanks. So thanks for taking the time out. I'm going to give a little intro. This is my boy, Trevor Denton. We work together. And uh, my wife, Kate, was his uh, one of his high school teachers. <laughs> and uh, he's now out in California, right, working for Snapchat? Yeah, is that what you're doing? in L.A., yep. He's in L.A. working for Snapchat and uh, taking the time out of his uh, work day right now, actually, to uh, do a little podcast yes, with us. Super pumped to have him on the show and honored that he's taking the time out to be on the uh, on the podcast. What I'm really excited about, actually, in addition to wanting to catch up with you, I really want you on the podcast because how many Twitter followers did you have with Ginger Problems back in the oh, day? Oh, gosh. Back in the day, maybe like somewhere around 140,000, 150,000 followers with Ginger Problems. Yeah, like... The dude just kills it on social media, so what I'm really hoping is that he can get, like, my, the five people in my life that happen to be listening to my podcast, which are probably, like, my in-laws, my parents, my, no, probably not my wife, probably, you know, one friend oh, listen. listening to the podcast. Trevor can grow that following single-handedly Oh, yeah, I'll help out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, all right, I want to ask you, what music are you listening to right now? Because I just, you were in a band in high school. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you have, like, this impeccable taste in music that I don't really, you probably laugh at who I listen to. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, actually, I just tweeted that I listen to 80s music, uh, Unironically, so we we might actually be more aligned in our taste in music than than you thought. But uh, yeah, I man, uh, I don't know. Right now, what I'm listening to is like a crazy mix of stuff. Um, there's this new like artist, or I guess he's not new, but his name's Fatima Yamaha. Um, I don't okay. even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's like. Uh, just played FYF in LA and some friends that I work with went, went out to see him. And, um, he's just, it's just like super catchy, like electronic, uh, uh, like kind of dance, dancey music. But, um, 
I don't know. I'm just like really into that kind of stuff right now. I like churches is like another band. I don't know if you've listened to them, but they're like one of my all time faves right now. Um, gosh, uh, I'm trying to think of who has banks. Um, that's, that's awesome. So you super heard good. So the, the first, the first one, Fatima Yamaha. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you heard, you heard of this artist through, through friends and a live show and then you had a good time at the live show and then yeah, yeah. checking it out. Where, where does, uh, where do they, it's, where do they person slash band put out their music mainly? Like, are they on Spotify Internet. or Apple Music? Uh, yes, yeah, so they're, they're on Spotify. I think, like, all of the above. I'm not sure about SoundCloud, but, like, I do know a lot of artists, like, will push stuff on SoundCloud for, like, their underground audience. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, like, pretty sure Fatima is just, like, all over the place. Um, but yeah, primarily online. That's like where people are discovering, uh, that music and, um, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And I'm sure so, like through word of mouth. Sure. Like, like, like I, how I heard of them. So do you, uh, do you, so Trevor knows that I like Guster, um, which, <laughs> which like really makes me old. Like I'm, I'm old as shit. <laughs> no um, but, uh, also logic. Do you like logic at all? Logic's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into but that. He's, not, he's probably not cool enough for you. I mean, is he cool enough for you, or is he, he's like... Still, he's still relevant. He's relevant. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Was he, like, when, yeah. when was he cool? Uh, I don't I don't know if he ever wasn't cool. Or, like, when okay, was he right, cool? Right. Like, coolest? Like... I saw him at the... I saw him in Nashville, dude. I don't know if you've been to Nashville in a while, but there's this new... You there? Hey, sorry about that. Yeah, I think we got so Trevor and I are on the podcast now, the Paul Hickey podcast. This is like twelve. Uh, a buddy of mine just tried to call in on the line and got denied because we're we're on the phone interview. We're chatting Trevor's it up. In L.A. <laughs> yeah, we're chatting it up. We're having fun. Trevor's in L.A. I'm in Nashville, leaving my office in East Nashville, heading home, and uh, Trevor's taking time out of his work day at Snapchat. Sorry, Snapchat to talk to his old, <laughs> his old buddy slash coworker. And, um, yeah, so I was telling you there's this amphitheater called the Ascend Amphitheater in Nashville. And I don't yeah. know if you've, if you've seen a show there yet, but I saw Log- Kate and I saw Logic there the other night. I saw, yeah, I saw some of your snaps. Um, I was snapping. I was horrible was, at snapping, which, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no, 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 no. I love it. It was great. It was like, I felt like I was there. So um, <laughs> you That's good. But you were probably also like – Hickey does not know how to use this platform. Like he's no, dude, you're good. You're good. You're like you're great. No, you're great at it. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. You're so nice. Trevor Denton is like the nicest person that you ever meet. <laughs> I'm so happy that I know him. <laughs> Likewise. The and, feeling is uh, mutual. Thanks, brother. And. <laughs> I want to uh, I want to ask you to so I want to tell the listeners real quick um, about sort of our history together. So yeah, tre- so I was running a web design company uh, that had no designers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I hired Trevor in two thousand and twelve. Uh, twelve. Yep. 
2012. The spring of 2012. Yep. Yep. And Trevor, we all knew he was a super talented designer. We had seen his work. And uh-huh. uh, so he came on and um, did some really good work for us for a few, for two, I think two years, about two years, right? And, uh, yeah. um, and then, so then you made a couple different career moves. I know you worked at like a couple different other places <laughs> here in Nashville. Sure. But then yeah. you, uh, but then like, take us through. So then like Starbucks sure. right? and then Snapchat, yeah. right? So, yeah, so it was, tell it was us, a like, wild ride. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so... Yeah, after after Cabbage, um, I don't know. I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do long term, and like you mentioned, like the ginger problems thing. Like I was working on that, um, and just really trying to decide like, is this something I want to do full time with like Twitter and like ginger problems? Like was a clothing company too, so um, that was taking up a lot of time. But at the same time, I'm like doing graphic design and like doing website work. Um, so it's like trying to figure out which I like, which direction I wanted to go in. So, um, yeah, after, after cabbage, um, had a, had like a, a short, um, experience at an agency in Nashville. Um, but then like coincidentally got like this crazy opportunity, uh, through a friend um and i feel like that's kind of how it works out right like it's just always someone you know um but it was a it was a guy that i worked with at hot topic back in my high school days um no, and he awesome. did he okay. it's always, it always goes back to high school i feel like but uh like yeah we used to play music together and um so he did like uh like video stuff for lonely planet so they um lonely planet had been moved to nashville and they were hiring a whole bunch of um, people to work on like their digital platform and like to get, um, you know, their, their content kind of migrated from like their books, um, and guidebooks and stuff to, uh, web and mobile apps and stuff. So he hit me up, um, and was like, Hey man, like they're needing designers, like come on down and interview. Um, they want to meet you. So I, I did that. Um, and I didn't really, you know, know how I felt about like, you know, cause I was used to designing at agencies, um, like cabbage. Um, and like working with like multiple clients and like, there's something, uh, that I kind of liked about that, like the variety of work. Um, so, but this would be like, you know, one company, right? Like at Lonely Planet. Um, so, um, I ended up taking the job and, uh, loved it. It was like super great. A lot of like, uh, experience. Uh, I got a lot of experience from that. Um, just by working with like, uh, a diverse group of people, like the whole bunch of people from Australia and the UK, like we're living in Nashville now. And like, so working with them was really fun and kind of like understanding that like time zone change, like we were working with a whole bunch of people, like, uh, like on different schedules. Um, but yeah, kind of like did web work and, uh, worked on like early version of, uh, what's now their, uh, guides app. Um, mm-hmm. so that was, that was really fun. Um, and gosh, I'm trying to think of what happened after that. Um, I think so like after Lonely Planet, it was kind of like this question kind of came up of like with, between my wife and I, like, do we want to stay in Nashville long term? Like here I am, like, you know, in the midst of this like design career, um, do we want to like, do we really want to like settle down here? Cause we were thinking about having a baby and like all of this stuff. And it's like, what do we need to do? Like, um, for the future. So ultimately we decided like we really wanted to try and live out West, um, whether that was like, uh, Seattle or Portland or San Francisco or LA. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of a wild ride um, after Lonely Planet of just trying to like find find like a a company because I really enjoyed working at like one company and like working on like one product. Um, so I was trying to totally. see where that could translate or where I could like 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 work at um, on the West Coast. So um, kind of just made a list of all these places that I you know, admired and like really used the product and, um, Starbucks happened to be one of those places. Um, I use the app all the time. Um, and even so much, like, I'm sure, you know, like, like using different apps or like going to different sites, like you, there's always like stuff, like you, you become a power user and there's like always things that you're like, Oh man, I wish they did this differently. Or I wish they like tweaked it a little bit just for me. Yep. Um, totally. kind of I got one for Starbucks. Anchor, by the way, I got one for anchor. While we're using it oh, right now, it's, a, it's amazing. It's <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. But when you do segments, no, but like when you do segments, uh, it'll only let you do a five-minute segment. So I was doing a, a podcast with uh, with a buddy of mine uh, here in Nashville the other day, and right. we had to stop every five minutes. We get into a flow. Anyway, this phone call <laughs> interview is great because it's not going to cut us off. Anyway, I, I'm with you. That's totally awesome. tracking with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. So you're so you're so yeah. you put Starbucks down on a list, which is awesome. Oh yeah. So basically, yeah. you put them down on a list, and then what happened? So I, uh, man, I, I mean, I'm making it sound like I'm giving like the super like short version, but like, man, I can't tell you how many companies like I reached out to or like interviewed with, and it just like, like you know, I would go through interview processes and it would like feel like it was working out. And then like something would come up, whether it was like, Oh, you know, like our head counts down. So like the position's not open. So like I kept hitting these, like these like roadblocks essentially. Um, and then like when I ended up connecting with Starbucks, um, I actually, uh, connected with their uh, design manager, Jesse Hurlitz, who we kind of knew each other. We started following each other on Twitter um, so it was like a super casual, like, uh, friendship. Um, and, you know, I talked to him and he was like, yeah, like, um, I'd love to, like, I'd love to have you on the team. It's just, we're like, and I was used to hearing this at this point, like, uh, we just don't have the head count right now. Like we're not bringing anyone on yet, but like, as soon as we do, I'd love to like reach out. So I was just kind of like, you know, okay, I've heard this before. Like I'll, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to keep you in my back pocket and I'll, I'll keep going and, uh, reaching out to other places. Yeah. So as this is going on, it's like, you know, really starting to like, I'm, I'm starting to feel somewhat discouraged because it's like, you know, maybe I just got lucky, you know, like maybe, maybe this whole design thing, I'm starting like questioning everything. Like, is it, is it like my experience? Do I need more? Like, should I just stay, should we just stay in Nashville? Um, was it all just like luck from like, uh, Miss Hickey, your wife, my Spanish teacher from high school, like, um, was all this just a fluke? Um, but, uh, you know, just, and, and to add to this, like a layer of complexity and pressure, um, Megan and I like found out like Megan was pregnant. So it's like, all right, if we want to do this, we have a window of time to make this happen. And if we don't, or if I don't make this happen um, for us, um, it's just, we're probably going to end up staying in Nashville um, for, for a period of time. And I'll have to put like this, uh, this like adventure on hold. Um, but uh, gosh, this was like maybe spring, of or, or like early spring of 2015 um uh-huh. you know after waiting and like interviewing and doing all this work 
I get a call from Starbucks um, and it's Jesse. And he's like, Hey man, we're ready. Like, let's go. I got to put you through this like interview, like this, this formal uh, process. And we just need to check some boxes and uh, like, we're ready to have you. So I was ecstatic. I was so happy um, Did the interview process. Um, and I, at that point was kind of used to like the interview process for like companies or tech companies. And um, I was expecting, you know, okay, this is how it's going to go. They're going to interview me on the phone. I'm going to do like a, uh, some video chat or something, and then I'll get sent out there and I'll have to like present my portfolio and everything. But I only did like, uh, like a Skype interview with like two of the designers who actually are like really close friends now. Um, it's funny looking back on like all of that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I just did that interview. And then like the next day, Jesse, their manager had like sent me a message on Twitter and was like, Hey, we're uh, getting your offer ready. <laughs> so be prepared. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like you guys aren't even going to send me out. And he was like, yeah, I figured you've already been through all this. You have your battle scars. Like we're like, we're confident. Like we want you. Um, and, uh, so I was just super happy and yeah, man, I mean, just from there, it was like, things kind of moved really fast. We just packed up our life and, uh, got ready to move to Seattle. Um, we were super excited. I think Megan was gosh, four months, three months pregnant at the time. And we drove from Nashville to Seattle, which was an inc incredible drive. Just like what you see on the way there. Um, yeah. don't recommend, uh, North Dakota at all or South Dakota. It's kind of <laughs> okay. nothing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we got to Seattle and, uh, started working for Starbucks. Um, I loved it there. I loved the people. I loved the work we were doing. Like, I felt like I got to where I wanted to be. Like, this is exactly what I was like daydreaming about for so long. Like this was, this you're, was like, I was running. So you're designing in the app that you were, you, you were the power user. Exactly. The app. You, exactly. you put it on like, you put it on a list and you're like, I'm going to, this is one of the, this is one of the top companies in the world that I want to work for. And then exactly. through, a, through a relationship that started on social media. Uh, yeah. And, and, and kind of like pushing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. kind of like, the, like, I mean, I also like reached out on LinkedIn. Like I know like people like laugh about LinkedIn, but like that totally helped. Like I, just like looked up Starbucks recruiters and just like sent messages. Like just, if you, it's just, I don't know. Like it's, it's cheesy, but it's like, if you like want something bad enough, like just, just keep moving on it and like, you'll get it. Like you'll, it'll work. Like it just, it just ended up working out and yeah, it was, it was great. It were, I mean, I love it. This is, this is the perfect advice for everybody out there, whether you're looking to, work for a different company or whether you're looking to just build relationships that might help you make sales or new business in your current company. It's all about, first of all, you have to have the skill, right? So Trevor put in the work to <laughs> become a designer. He was humble. He was confident. He was this mix of confident, but humble enough to like say, well, am I really even good enough to be doing this when clearly he was, but he put in the work oh, and then he put in the work to, basically he put a he executed a plan he said i'm gonna basically make a list of companies that i want to work for and really not intentionally but just using social media to 
develop relationships with people that he respects right. or that are in the same trade as him. And then, oh, by the way, the dude works for Starbucks. Then he's patient <laughs> enough to go through the process with this guy. And then it pays off in the fact that uh, it's recognized that he did have battle scars through that process, gets hired, works on works on the app that he was just a super user of, moves his family out west, and now you're loving it at Starbucks. Sorry, I just wanted to kind of uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. On how amazing that is. So well, thanks. Your story here. So you, you're designing. I just want to make sure. What was so? What was your role exactly? Like, what were you working on? at Starbucks. Sure. So I got hired as one of the senior product designers. Um, and my role and responsibility was, um, essentially to design the app. Our team was pretty small. Um, didn't have a lot of people. We, you know, divided up some work between like the iOS app and the Android app. Um, I was specifically working on iOS, but I mean, when I got in there, it was like, you know, Hey, we've, we've built a lot of stuff. We've done a lot. Um, but now it's time to like spackle the cracks and really like improve what we've like made up to this point. Um, so it was a lot of like responsibility around just like the app and its entirety. Um, Mm -hmm. and the new features that the company was wanting to roll out, like those were coming to us and like, you know, the broader company, like kind of has these initiatives and goals and they present them to the team. And, um, it's kind of our job to like formulate those and and turn that into like a tangible feature, uh, in the app. Um, so while I was there, uh, when I joined the first thing I started working on, they were uh, testing out this delivery service. It was a partnership with Postmates, um, and kind of worked on the tail end of that. And that shipped, uh, locally to Seattle residents, um, and after that, we had another partnership, um, which was actually really fun. Um, and I was really like feeling fortunate to be a part of it, but it was a partnership with Spotify. Um, and Howard Schultz, uh, really wanted this experience that if you go into a Starbucks store, you can open up your app, um, as most people do. Um, and you can see what's playing in the store on your Starbucks app. Um, you don't even have to like tag it like you would on like Shazam or something like you it's effortless. So you just open it and it like tells you what's playing. Um, so I thought that it was really like forward thinking and kind of incredible, like a CEO of like essentially like a retail company or like, uh, like a, you know, it's Starbucks. They're not like considered, um, to everyone else as like this tech Tech company. company. Right. Yeah. So, um, it just like really was surprising to see like him think about that kind of stuff. Um, and also like trust our team to kind of like make it happen. Um, so I was like leading the effort on the Spotify partnership from the design front. Um, and we got to work with Spotify. We would go to their offices in New York and San Francisco. Um, and all this time, it's just like, there's a few times I had to like pinch myself. Cause I was like, this is happening. Like, this is, this is like, it's happening. Like I'm finally doing it and it, and it felt great. And it was worth like, you know, every ounce of like hardship, you know, that you have to go through to get to that point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, this, for is like listening, like, this is like heartwarming for me because like for all of you, for all of you, if any of you listening, any of the five people listening and then 500,000 people listening after Trevor, the future, you know, yeah. like social media audience. Um, if any of you have met Trevor, 
then you're happy right now listening to this story. That, that's all I'll say because he's like, he is the nicest. Like he's always smiling and laughing and like, how could you not be friends with this dude? And like, so it's uh, it's so cool. Um, Thanks. Okay. So yeah. that is, and that's really like, honestly, what you've said is super interesting um, around. Yeah. The, the features on the app and, and, and uh, that one in particular and where it came from sure. Howard Schultz and, so I, I just have a couple questions about Starbucks sure. real quick before we before we kind of bridge over into Snapchat because I know sure again the five people listening are probably dying to understand uh, <laughs> anything you can you can share about that experience but um, for sure the uh, so like when you would get and you know I'm a geek about this stuff but would like yeah when a feature I guess how were the different ways that a feature request might come to you would would it be something I would assume that like sometimes it would come from someone on a right. business team or something. And then sometimes, but sometimes it might come from your team, right? Like, so to what exactly? Extent, how would that, can you tell us, talk, talk to us about that process? How does that, how does that yeah. work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it would, it would come from like the broader business, like a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, there was a point where I was at Starbucks and there was, um, you know, some, some items that we kind of had in, like on the design team that we wanted to accomplish um, and provide for our users. Um, so it, it was a mix of both. Like, I mean, we would think about like, you know, every year when uh, Apple would release a new uh, version of iOS and it's like, there's like these new features and like, um, I think it was uh, 2000, I think it was 2015 or 16 when they came out with uh, some, like really awesome things in iMessage. And um, that was something that we felt passionately about um, is like when Apple like has a feature that we can take advantage of, like we need to be on top of it. Like um, even when the Apple watch came out, like um, we like got on top of it. Like it was just like, we have to provide this like um, for our users, mm-hmm. um, even, even just to try it. Like, because that's the, that's the thing. Like, the Postmates thing like failed. Um, and like some of us like suspected that it might, um, but you have to, you have to like understand that like uh, you need to try different things. You need to like allow that uh, for your users to experience um, and let them decide on like what sticks for them and what doesn't. Um, and uh, I, as, as of right now, I know that they're still using like, uh, I think they're still updating the uh, Starbucks Apple Watch app, um, and that was that was that came from design. That was like a feature that the design team wanted to um, move on. And uh, I think we we did some stuff with iMessage that just shipped, um, and that was straight from the design team. And uh, I know some of the engineers were really passionate about that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a little bit of both. Like the stuff like like the broad stuff like. Postmates and Spotify um, and the like Starbucks rewards uh, update, like those come from like the broader business, but then like these like very specific improvements or additions, uh, these addition type of features, uh, a lot of the time came from the design team, just how, given how close we were to the product and uh, iOS in general, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff just came from us. So, 
so so like what percentage of stuff that you would work on on a daily basis would actually get implemented in the app and i don't know maybe that's oh. not a relevant question but I'm kind of no, thinking no, no, about it's that, totally right? totally like, relevant yeah okay. um it like all of it i mean we obviously we would like split up some stuff um between members of the team like um i know a couple uh people on the team like specifically worked on iMessage stuff um and and like me and a couple other designers like we focused on the Spotify partnership. Um, and, you know, these things take time. Like, you know, it's not just designing, it's actually like getting things approved. And especially with partnerships, it's like, it can be tricky to navigate just because you're trying to like satisfy all members of each party um, and have everyone be happy with uh, the feature you're trying to ship. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say like, it was, you know, I, each one of us on the team like touched a major part of the app um, and it changed constantly. Like after you finished working on something, you would like jump into the next thing, um, whether it was like, you know, something that just needed your attention or it's something that you were interested in um, or it was both. Um, we all kind of divvied up that work um, just for the, the sake That's of our awesome. app, just staying on track and improving. So, so like when you would, uh, like culturally you said you loved it there and you still have a lot of good friends there or, or, or have oh, yeah. had, maybe they don't work there anymore but but yeah so like would you guys do what were some of the things that w that you would do like i'm thinking you know uh something in my imagination i think of like you know when you guys make a push a new push update to the app store or whatever like do you yeah. have do you have like a bug bash before that or do you do you have like a do you have like a launch party yeah. when there's like a push or like totally, what was totally. yeah, happening we like that? Absolutely. We, we did that stuff and more like we would, um, you know, we would celebrate like our victories. Um, and when things needed to like get done and like the pressure was on, like we went the extra mile to make it happen. Um, whether that was just our design team or whether it was, uh, working with other teams within the company. Um, we worked really hard, uh, to keep those relationships established. Um, and that's, you know, that's the other thing you learn, like working at like a single company on one product is like everyone has their ideas. Everyone has their own way of doing things and you want to try and respect that. But at the same time, respect the product enough that it's consistent and that like um, you're doing the service to the user and you're, you're giving them the best product. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, we always would hang out like, while we're working outside of work, like there was always happy hours um, that we would go to. Um, we would do like like design team dinners at somebody's place. And like, it was just like really fun. And it was like an experience like I hadn't really had anywhere else. Um, yeah. Where, like we wanted to hang out with each other. Like we were all like, we all had things in common. And like, I, I really think that that's rare. I don't think that happens with everybody and that's okay. Um, but as I just think we had something really, really special and they still do like there, a lot of them are still there um, doing a lot of the, the work um, and, and coming out with new features. And uh, from what I know now, it's, you know, they're, they're still, they're still loving it. They're still um, enjoying each other and the work that they're doing. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that's rare. And I, I, I think it's sad for people that don't don't get to experience that but uh so let me um okay cool 
I could go on for like another two hours about, you know, asking <laughs> questions about Starbucks, but I want to be uh, respectful of your time and also sure, yeah. spend a little bit of time around your, your next career move, which was, why don't you walk yeah. us through that? What happened? What happened? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, kind of where it left off at Starbucks, I was, like I said, super happy. Um, and this was some advice that I got from uh, Jesse, the guy who brought me on. Um, he always said, like, even when you're at your happiest, even when you're, like, satisfied, don't be satisfied and uh, send, out, send out your resume. Like, reach out and interview even when you're not looking uh, for the sake of just sharpening your interview skills, uh, making, like, connections with other people. Um, it you can never lose with that. Like it's, it, there's always going to be some sort of benefit. Um, and I've, I've learned that in the long run. It's like, you know, it, as cliche as it is. And like, I know the saying gets thrown around a lot is like work hard and be nice to people. Like that couldn't be more true. Um, and that's like so consistent, like the results of that, um, on my end, like, I just feel like it, it's true. Um, and that's why it's cliche. So, um, it's it's but, cliche only because it's true. I totally agree. With exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> so, all the successful um, people in the world, to a certain extent, have reaped the benefits of their own, you know, kindness and hard work. It, it doesn't exactly it doesn't come. Yeah, it doesn't come like it seems. It might seem to people like, oh, he's an overnight success. He's so young. He works at Snapchat. But like, really, yeah, your story. It's like. No, I mean, Dude, you put in the work, takes a while. you build the relationships, and then it, it takes a while, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many people are like, yo, you know, like when I was at Starbucks, like, hey, can you, like, hook it up with a job? <laughs> like, and, like, as much <laughs> as you want to, it's like, I don't think they fully understand, like, the, the like, what you have to go through. Um, because, like I said early on, like, I met so many uh, like rejections and like you had challenges so along the way. Yeah, you had. Oh yeah, and you have to. You have to yeah. go through that. Um, and it's it's actually nice to go through that because it tells you what you're doing wrong, um, and allows you, like when it does work, it feels so much. It, like it's that much sweeter. Um, so yeah, with with Starbucks, uh, I just started like taking that advice and like sending out my resume just to do it, you know, and like even reaching out, it was funny, like reaching out to like the companies that I reached out before, uh, <laughs> Starbucks, uh, that I had gotten rejected at. They were like knocking at the door and like, they're like, Hey, like we'd love to have it. It's like, it's so funny. It's like, wow. Like all these places that I tried really hard and Wait, got rejected. Or, like, You're saying after Starbucks, they were like, Oh shit. We want. Oh you. yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And it's so funny. Like, how that works, like how, you know, it's Starbucks. And so people see that as like this beacon. And so they're just like, yeah. Oh man, we got to snatch, like, I'm the snatch same them up. Dude, and really, I mean, I've got, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was totally the same, same dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, you guys just like, I tried to look at it like, you know, either I failed to show them my potential or they just didn't see it. And that's like, if it's, if it's the latter, then like it's on them, you know, like, um, and and that's you know why I'm so close with Jesse still is that he he saw something in me I felt that like other people were just like overlooking maybe um, or you know you know maybe maybe I wasn't doing a, a good enough job at, at showing it but 
still, um, it was it was funny nonetheless to, to kind of see everything going like coming full circle in a sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so just sending stuff out just to do it, just to just to like interview, even though I was happy. Um, and then I like just kind of practiced, did my thing, still happy at Starbucks. And then months later, I think it was like maybe like a good five months after I'd sent something, I like totally forgot that I'd sent something uh, <laughs> to Snap. And uh, they reach out and I'm just like, oh, wow, like I just started using this app like a lot. Um, and I was loving it. I thought it was great. Um, and yeah, they, they reached out and they were like, Hey, let's interview. And, uh, I told Megan, I was like, look, this might accidentally happen. Um, I don't know how you feel about staying in Seattle. Um, but if this works, there's an opportunity to move to LA. And she like was shit her pants. all about moving to LA. She, she shit her um, pants. She was so happy. Yeah, so um, the, the sunshine here is just incredible, and like when you compare it to Seattle, it's like a no-brainer. Like, you want to live somewhere yeah. that's sunny? Like, don't move to Seattle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, everything kind of like started. I did the interview, and like I felt like at this point, like, like I kind of knew what I was doing because like I had gone through like everything in the past. So, um, and wasn't really like I felt no pressure, no pressure at all to like make anything happen so that like alone made everything that much easier um yeah i had nothing like like megan like we already had our our son and like we were already comfortable we were already happy so like like look if this works out great if it doesn't who cares <laughs> you're you're good um so that's the perspective that the i love that i love that perspective <laughs> i feel like you can be the best version of yourself right like you're you're oh, winning was, regardless of the, like it's you're winning either way so then you, yeah, you like I don't, I'm not like desperate for this. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like, I noticed it right away, like, uh, interviewing on the phone. It was just like, oh my gosh, like I, like I can totally be myself. I can totally like, like not make this any, you know, I, I can totally make this not awkward. I can make this, you know, not difficult. So, um, talking on the phone was, was great. Um, and then they were just like, come on down. Um, I interviewed in person, met a lot of the designers, um, and, uh, within like the next day they, they called me back and they were like, we want to bring you on. So, yeah, uh, right then and there had to, had to make the call like, uh, with Megan, like, do we want to do this? Do we want to like leave a place that we like, you know, we worked hard to get to and then, you know, and we're even yeah. happy. Like, do we want to risk throwing that all away potentially by just, you know, like no one, no one's like, Oh yeah, move to LA and raise your family. <laughs> like LA <laughs> isn't like the first place people think of to like go move your family to. So, um, that was like kind of risky. It's like, is this like the dumbest thing we've ever done? Like, are we just throwing <laughs> away everything for this right, right now? And, so. and, uh, just real quick, if you don't mind, yeah. give, give, give us some perspective on, where snap was at at the time right because i think in the in the rolling into 2018 world it's like uh it is the hot everything like right. i mean it and the future is extremely bright and 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 but like we're talking totally. we're we talking 2016 so it was very different right and this was yeah this was fall of 2016 so it's like um we hadn't gone public yet um uh we were like 
still about to come out with uh, some features that that came out recently, um, like maps. Um, like the ones I don't and, know how uh, to use yet. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that, that we were still working on in the latter half of 2016. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like a really – it like, couldn't have been a more exciting time to join. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was like uh, – there was a lot of stuff coming up um, that was going to be fun to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I said yes, and uh, we moved. Um, and, yeah, got here. And uh, it was, it was I, I won't lie, like, it was kind of difficult because, of like, I kept comparing everything to, like, Starbucks <laughs> and, like, how happy I was there. But, like... Um, I, I feel like I learned that, like, when you take yourself out of a situation like that and you get introduced to a new one, like, it's not going to be, like, uh, like a linear change. Like, it's not going to be, like, exactly the same. And a lot of that takes time. Like, not only just, like, starting at a new company, but moving somewhere new in general. Like, you, like simple stuff, like knowing where things are. Like, like, do we drive to this place? Do we walk to this place? It's like your your daily routine gets, like, changed completely. So, like... A lot of that stuff like took a few months, and then things started clicking back into place again. Um, and I think uh, we were really lucky uh, to like have this place feel like home as quickly as it did. I would say like quicker than it did for Seattle at first. Um, but yeah, like love the team now. Everyone I work with is like insanely talented. Um, like it's just it's just a really great environment. Um, I just, yeah, I feel super fortunate to be working with all these people. And so what have you been working on? Like, what, walk us through. You talked a little bit about Starbucks and what that was like behind the scenes. What What's Snapchat like behind the scenes? What are you working on? Yeah, um, so what's your, what's unfortunately, your what's your there's not a whole bunch I can talk about. Um, just, I don't know, no for problem. those of you listening, no like, we, uh, yeah. we, we keep it quite under wraps, but... Um, I will say we're working on a lot of really cool stuff. <laughs> and uh, I think nice. you as a Snapchat user are going to like it. Um, and, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I would say it's like the, the experience I had at Starbucks is very similar um, to how it is here. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary similar. Like it's just like all, all, the, all the things I enjoyed about it. Um, so I'm going to ask a selfish question real quick, Trevor, if you don't mind. Sure. This is, so I'm in, I'm in the, you know, I'm heavy into digital marketing consulting, basically. I mean, you probably already know this, but for the listeners out there that don't know, I, I build digital, digital marketing roadmaps for clients. So I look <laughs> at where do they need to be, where do they need to be digitally? Like, do they need, like, how do they need to spend their time and, and resources marketing themselves? And so we know marketers ruin everything. We know, like, marketers you know, there's uh, face, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, there's, you know, all of the all the different social media apps and platforms have ad products that, you know, can be successful for marketers. And so I'm just wondering real quick if you can sort of give your take on, so actually here's the, here's the question actually. I get so many clients that say, well, my target audience isn't there or is it over there, or is it over there? And so what I know is going to happen with my discussions around Snapchat is they're going to say, 
there is no fucking way that <laughs> my target audience is on Snapchat. There, my target audience is, you know, not the 14-year-old girl, okay? And so right. I'm just wondering, can you give any kind of perspective around, like, what you know, either as a as a, a smart person sure. or as an employee of, of Snap? It doesn't matter. Sure. But what do you know about who the audience is and who the audience is going to be in the future? Yeah, so um, with with all of that, I think – so let me start here. Like, the, the success of Snapchat is, like – it's it's just they went against all of the uh, conventions that existed in in that uh, kind of space, and I think that's like what makes them successful. It's what what makes them uh, stand out compared to other uh, companies. And I think when you go the opposite way, when you take the different turn, I mean, um, it really it's a risk, but the payoff is incredible. And it's, I mean, you can see that from, from Snap's success. Um, so to, to people that say, oh, my audience isn't there, like, you honestly, you, you, don't, you don't know until you've tried, and you're probably wrong. You're actually wrong. Because um, <laughs> yep. of course your audience is there. Are they people? Yes then that's your audience. Um, it's on you to tailor your product, to tailor your marketing to those people. Um, and, and a lot of people try to do that, and I think that they fail because they don't understand their audience. And that's, that's something that is on, on that, uh, that product or that company um, to do, is to like under, like try to understand... Um, who you're trying to communicate to because it can come off really fake. Um, it can come off like you're trying too hard. Um, and I think that, that there's like a parallel too to like the interviewing thing. It's like, don't try too hard. Don't put this pressure on yourself. Like just do what you want to do and be confident in doing it. Um, and, and you, you should never think in absolutes where um, it's black and white and it's, you know, oh, I'm not doing that because of this. Um, figure it out. Try it. And you're going to get some sort of benefit out of it regardless. Um, I hope that makes sense. I don't know if that was, like, too all over the place. That, but. I, could not, I could not agree with you more. I could, I could definitely could not have said it better myself. And <laughs> I'm just going to, I mean, preach, seriously. Like, I, I am so pumped that you said that because, I think they're all just BS excuses, honestly, to not to not right. work harder and and to to your point, try to understand your target audience. Like you got, you yeah. got and and also do you like it's only exactly. got to be authentic and with exactly. And so you totally nailed. I mean, I'm same page, 100 percent, and and like just like wake up a little bit and, and just understand like just because you're not on a platform doesn't mean people in general aren't on that platform or exactly a group of people because i know for a fact that i snap chat back and forth and i don't know if that's the correct verb usage you have to correct me if it's not but i snap my 62 year old father and he snaps <laughs> me back and so right. if you think you know and that's just i know that that's just one anecdotal piece of 
information, but it's something that proves that Snapchat is not just, you know, uh, yeah. you know teens and, and adolescents anymore. And so, but I know you're right. Like you, you guys went where no one else was and that's in the sort of private, more private communications or, um, rather than blasting everything out, it's more, how would exactly. you describe that? Like, how, how, could, could you describe it? You probably describe it better than I can. I mean, yeah, really, it's just like, um, you know, on, on all the platforms today, it's just like, it's so public. It's so, like, like you said, it's just, you're putting it out there. And I think what Snapchat did was turn it, turn it on its head, and it's like, okay, we're going to make something that's just for your close friends. We're going to make something that you don't have to manage or worry that someone is going to see it, that you don't want seeing it. Um, we're going to take that, that away. We're going to strip that away. Um, so you can feel like you can be yourself. You can, uh, talk with your close friends and not have to worry, not have to like rethink or edit what you said. Um, it is, is close to how you would have a true conversation with someone in real life. Um, so it's just, yeah, I think authenticity too, like plays a major part is like, you know, who you are as a person, um, we're trying to capture that um, in a digital format, in a sense, and allow you to keep the close relationships so, um, and not really have to worry about anything else and just focus on that. Um, And and that's that's, why it's worked. That's why it's worked and grown. Totally, totally. And and I will say, like, it's it's, it's an excuse to say, like my audience isn't there. Um, cause what I hear is like, you're not there. <laughs> you're not there yet. Um, and you need to be, you and, don't get uh, it. And you don't want to, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I hear. That's what I, and I just want to yeah. make sure I'm not going crazy, but like, I, what no, I hear no, not at all. Too, I'm right with you. I hear like, I'm not there and I don't want to spend the time. I don't want to spend one millisecond of my time, even trying to understand if my target audience might even be there. And that's when, when you were saying, just try it, like figure it out and you're going to, and you're going to gain something from it either way. I couldn't agree more because you, that person that gives that excuse in that meeting, them going and trying it, they're gaining knowledge of how something works. And exactly. Whether that's having one conversation with one, to your point, like you've had to grow your career to where it is today. You've had to have, thousands of conversations individually and digitally digital one-on-one conversations with thousands of people to get where you are. And so that person is just kind of closed minded that says my audience isn't there. So yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So, um, yeah, dude, here's the thing. I want to have you back on this podcast later because I'm only on like episode 12 and and, like, I want you to be on like, I want you to be on like episode 100 or something and episode I'd love 50 to. and like the milestone episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, there's one like stupid question that no one out there is going to appreciate except for me, uh, which is <laughs> when you were in Seattle, did people yeah. ever confuse you for Macklemore? <laughs> <laughs> I did get that a lot. My haircut did not help. Um, and uh, he, I actually like saw him, we lived in West Seattle and uh, there's a record shop uh, called easy street records that was across the street. And he did an in-store 
uh, like performance there. And uh, it was kind of funny, like walking, I like walked over there to like, see if I could like say, Hey or something. But he was like, I think he was like just walking out and like getting into his, like uh, his, his vehicle. But uh, it was funny. Cause I got a lot of like quick, like double takes as I was walking towards there. But uh, that's so funny. Yeah. I totally, totally got that. <laughs> being in Seattle. I used to give I used to give you shit all the time when we would work together, calling you back <laughs> more and like playing. I would like play thrift shop on my computer when you would walk in and like <laughs> you're always a good sport about it. So I had to ask, <laughs> I had to ask about because Matt, you know. Oh yeah. But it, but like Mac, but I under but again. So I'm <clears throat> I'm 35. I'm an old man. <laughs> but like Macklemore's not cool, right? Or is he cool? I don't know. Like Trevor, Steve. People got to understand, like Trevor is my barometer of what's cool and what's not. <laughs> it's been a. It's. I think. I think. I don't want to say it, but I think he might have peaked. Um, I haven't like been listening to him as much as I was like a few years back. But uh, you never know, man. Like he could drop something tomorrow, and it just be like the dopest thing you've ever heard. So I still. I'm invested in him. That's still, true. But, uh, I think you know. So is. He's got to step it up. Your, I mean, like, <laughs> is that kind of your thing? Like, is your thing? Because, like, I'll just kind of break this down real quick in the last few minutes here. So, like, my sure. thing is I love Nike, right? Like, I buy Nikes. Like, Nike is my brand. Like, if I'm not wearing right. Nikes, I don't really feel like myself. And, like, I mean, Apple. I mean, like, it's cliche, too, right? Like, I've got all the Apple shit, right? But then, I mean, and I do. And But then I'll get hooked on a thing. Like, I'll be like, okay, H&M T-shirts are, like, five bucks. I just, like, I've been on, like, H&M shit, just buying, like, I just wear H&M t-shirts. So, like, yeah. and then with music, like, music is the same way. I love Biggie, Tupac, Outkast. Oh, classic. Guster. Like, I, that's, that's, that's your Nike, that, right? Those are my things. And it's really, yeah, yeah, that's my Nike. So, like, my thing is, it sounds kind of like what you are with music is you're less, oriented around the brand and you're more like hey if this dude's hot or if this band like respect to whoever just puts out good music is that kind of more your your thing yeah yeah i think it's i think it's worth like saying like respect what's been put out um and what's relevant but i mean if they're like not doing it i mean that's you know that's their choice um or if they're not you're coming out like with this you're saying like if even if mc hammer drops something that you thought was dope tomorrow Dude, this is dope. I'm all about it. MC Hammer, like you that's right. all about. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, hundred percent. That's what I love about you, man. Because like for me, I mean, just and and like I'm just being truthful. I'd love to be more like you, and I'd love to be more like confident about like, oh, this is my shit, even though this is like some cheesy dude. But <laughs> I'm kind of that way with Phil Collins. I'm kind of that way with oh, Phil dude, Collins, yeah. Steve Winwood. What else? I don't know. So yeah. I guess I've got a little bit of that in me, but, you know. Totally. And that's cool. So that's cool, too. That. Yeah. And that's what's funny is, like, the, the the stuff that's, like, not cool, like, right now, is going to be cool in, like, 10 years. So, like, I remember <laughs> when I was, like, I mean, this is going to, like, make me sound super young, maybe. But to me, what, tell to my peers, you. it makes me feel old. But, like, when I was younger, like, sync was, like, you know, there's a period of time where it was like okay to like in sync, given your age, and then there was a period of time shortly after that was like not acceptable to listen to in sync. Like it's a boy band, 
what are you doing? And then now it's like retro. It's like, Oh, I love NSYNC. And it's like, it's okay. <laughs> All of a sudden it's, retro, yeah. um, it's like cool to listen to. Cause it's like a throwback. It's like, it's uh it brings back memories for some Probably people being younger. Probably because there's also so. people that are like, oh, this was Justin Timberlake's first thing? And they probably think that's cool, too. <laughs> right, right. Oh, he was in a group? <laughs> he was in a group? Oh, I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah, totally. Which I'm sure like it was like uh, that for Michael Jackson, too. It's like people didn't know, you know? Um, yep. The younger crowd, I guess. So, so uh... Thanks for, dude, thanks for taking the time. Um, dude, you're super thank fun you for to having me. To. And, uh, and, um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna hit you up later for a future show because there's probably about 20 more questions easily that I want to ask you. And, um, hopefully there's 21 questions like 50 Cent and Nate Dog. <laughs> let's make it, let's make it 21 questions. 20, 21 questions, and we'll play that song in the background the whole time. <laughs> Do you do you still play? Do you still play? Do you still make music, in any way? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. No, are you I wish retired? I wish I could say I make music as much as I used to, but uh, still love it. But uh, got to find that time, you know. You got a two-year-old. You got a two-year-old. That's <laughs> when, so when you when you when when Phoenix is like eight, unless you and Megan have more kids that right then, but like. Let's put it this way: When all of your kids are are eight or older, or even six or older, you're. I'm just gonna tell you right now: You're gonna have. You're gonna be like. You're gonna have a resurgence of your creative Youth. life to create <laughs> things. Yeah, like you're gonna be because I don't know. You'll be like in your 30s or whatever, and when all your kids yeah. are six or older, you're gonna get a second wind. I'm just telling you right now: Like you're gonna get a second wind. You're gonna be like speaking from experience. I'm a badass yeah. again. Yep. And so just look forward to that. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. I love that. Okay. Last question. Last question. And then I'm going to let you yeah. go. Who, like, who in the world, and I mean, it could be, like, I get that it could be, like, Megan or Phoenix or whoever, but, like, who sure. in the world is, like, your influencer? Who's influencing you right now? Like, one to two people, just that you, on a daily basis, like, you maybe you don't know them, they're famous, whatever. Who's in, who are your influencers? Man, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is going to sound like every tech boy or girl right now. Um, I always try to think, like, about Steve Jobs. Like, especially working at Snap right now, like, I feel like there are so many parallels um, how this company functions as Apple did, um, under Steve jobs. And, uh, I mean, his think different mentality has just always made sense. It's always going to be relevant. Um, I don't know. Like he might be gone, awesome. but I mean, like, that's a great, I watch his talk constantly. Yeah. So he's always going to be, you go back. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna ask you. So you go like you go you watch his talk like you YouTube YouTube him and and watch like his old talks and keynotes and stuff. Oh, always. Yeah, always. He like that's his. Cool. Uh, I think it was his. Um, I think it was Stanford. Um, one of the 
talks he gave um, at uh, graduation um, specifically stands out to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all like any interview that he does, it's just he's, his answers are fascinating. Um, he's he's truly one of a kind. Um, that knew exactly how to execute something um, from his from his mind to like the real world. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, like I keep hearing more about him. Like I'm listening to this uh, this book on Audible um, about Pixar and how how he influenced and like got Pixar to where they're at today. Like a lot of that foundation was built by him um, and helping, helping them um, early on. So it's just like, they talk about like working with him and like what he was like. And it's just like, so interesting. So um, yeah, he's always, he's always going to be this the, the one best. that influences me. This has been the best. Paul Hickey podcast by far. I'm so sorry for like this is the fourth interview. But I mean this is gonna be hard to beat. Like, I mean, we've had my dad, we've had a WNBA player, and we've had and we've had a uh, a web developer here in Nashville and they were all outstanding. Like they were all yeah. amazing. I love them. I wanna have them back on the show and I thank them for their time, but like you've you've killed it. So you're the oh, man. Dude. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. I I was really happy to catch up with you. Same here. Thanks for doing it on the platform like this. And uh, we'll catch Absolutely. you soon, man. Stay in touch. Yeah, with dude. You. Sounds good. I love it. All right. Later, All right. Trev. Thanks, man. See you later. Bye. Thanks, man. Trevor Den, baby, on the Paul Hickey podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening.